Episode 133, Christopher John Stubbs. We only create change once the pain of our current circumstance is bigger than our fear of change. Welcome the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Words they live by, for example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, and the alpha round to finish. Any men out there who are listening and are interested in the Awaken Your Alpha coaching program, Ultimatum, designed to build your body, build your mind. If you're an elite entrepreneur or professional, get in contact through Facebook, Adam Lewis Walker, message me, or Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. And if you know you just want to get on the phone with me, and you're not going to waste your own time as well as mine, if you're serious, go direct to the application form, which is www.tinyurl forward slash awaken your alpha and if there's a fit there we will progress and continue our journey together get to the podcast okay good morning everyone we have christopher john stubbs on the line he's all about a movement called limitless so when i saw that you know live limitless it really links into the awaken your alpha and what we will stand for so his is all about the ultimate human journey he sort of leads a group of entrepreneurs committed to infinitely expanding to the greatest version of themselves and enjoying the most epic life possible while assisting others to do the same. For the past decade, he has catapulted business owners, CEOs, and other key leaders all over the world to have the massive gains in their financial lives while creating a deep sense of purpose, joy, and connection, both spiritually, spiritually even, and in their romantic relationships. Christopher is a long-time successful business owner and professional coach who has trained and worked alongside some of the world's most respected leaders. Christopher is the man to guide you to having an amazing relationship and deep sense of fulfillment and purpose, all while blowing your bank accounts and having a rocking, hard, sexy body. I like the sound of that. If you're ready to explode your success to new heights in your relationships, finances, and health, you need to listen to this episode. Chris, are you ready to awaken your alpha? (laughs) <laughs> let's do this it gets me excited just going through that intro is there anything you'd like to add highlight or subtract or is that pretty much sum it up i think it sums it up and i and to just set some context around it we really get to look at my past so you know what gives me the ability to help people in all these realms where the hell do i come from and what qualifies me yeah so you know And the truth is, none of the listeners give a shit what certifications I have, even though I have many certifications, none of that means shit. Yeah. My true certification is that I've accomplished things in those things in those areas. Looking back in my late 20s, I go through a divorce. I'm miserable. I come to realize that I'm full of shit, that I've been (laughs) living full of shit my whole life. And that I've been a stubborn, know-it-all, unteachable prick who, <laughs> who thinks that if I just try harder and put my head down, it's like put your head down and charge forward without actually going deep and figuring out why the hell am I making this so... And at the time, I wouldn't even ask why the hell am I making this so hard. I'd ask, why is this so hard? Why yeah. is God or life making this so hard? And so the snapshot at like 29 years old is me divorced, drunk, 260 pounds, miserable in a job that I hate. I, I own my own business um, so, and I was relatively successful, but I hated it. Ugh, and yeah. later come to realize that I hated myself. 
And so, you know, sacrificing my life for money, hmm. even though I'd seen a lot of success, I owned a multi-million dollar business and had 60 plus employees and I had accomplished a lot of amazing shit. If you look, when I look at it now, I'm like, holy shit, it was pretty shitty. <laughs> so <laughs> I tried to act cool. I had a big ass truck. I had really fancy toys. Yeah. And I, I tried to act like I was happy, but the truth was I wasn't happy. Mm. And through all of that, I end up with a gun in my throat. I'm all alone. Um, yeah. 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 Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm alone. I'm divorced. Um, there's a lot of trauma associated with all of that that tied back to my childhood later to discover, holy shit, this ties to the trauma I had with my mom and my dad and my childhood and this and that. And later come to realize that if I didn't clean up my shit, it was like I, I was carrying this big ass backpack full of traumas, big ass rocks or lead that was weighing me down and making everything in my life hard. I finally got to this place where it was me all alone in a dark apartment, drinking a bottle or two of Jaeger a day, and ultimately end up with a gun in my throat. Whoa. I can handle Jaeger bombs, not Jaeger straight. That must have been a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add a little bit more depth, well, background to that story, I know you're coming from California today, which is awesome spot of the world, but where are you originally from? Is that, where, where did, what did you want to be growing up? I mean, where, how did you get to this point where it was all crap at that time? And then we got the good stuff. <laughs> So if we start out, I'm born into this like fundamentalist, hardcore uh, Christian community that's, uh, and uh, my dad's intense. And by the time I'm born, he's a full on alcoholic and he's like got massive porn struggles and the, uh, he's abusive and in many ways. And like there's sexual abuse in the home, there's physical abuse, there's Oh, alcoholism yeah. addiction and it's just chaos and lots of traumatic things like one of the one of the most my earliest memories is him like beating up my mom and throwing a high chair out the through the front window of our house in the middle of winter and and we're freezing in the house and half the time we don't have food to eat because we're so broke and yeah and other experiences of like him driving to the edge of a cliff with all of us in the car drunk and surging the motor and, and threatening and slamming on the brakes and threatening oh to drive off the edge God. of this cliff and having reoccurring dreams of driving off that cliff over like and over and all kinds of stuff. So it started off very crazy with this kind of extreme religion and then on the flip side, this extreme addiction and abuse and chaos. And so my mom finally leaves him when I'm like five years old she, he goes to prison and she's raising nine. We have nine kids in the family. So she's raising wow. nine kids on her own. And uh, we moved to an Indian reservation uh, because of that. We could get government funded housing there. Yeah. Whereabouts is this? Whereabouts is that res reservation? So, so the, we were originally were in Utah yeah. slash like Utah, Arizona border. And then the reservations in Nevada, close to Vegas. Okay. Uh, um, but quickly come to find that uh, Indians tend to not like white people for some reason. <laughs> if you look in the past, it, it, you know, you can see why they might carry yeah. some resentment. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Indians didn't like us at all. And so we lived there from age 
for my age, from five to 10 approximately, and it's very intense. Like they shoot guns at us and they burn our cars down and they crash into our car and they bang on our house and they tell us everything you can think of in the book. Like I'd be a six-year-old kid walking down the road and they'd be telling me, after your mom last night, white boy, honky. Whoa. And they would flip, you know, if we were riding the bus, they'd flip our ears like that really hard and smack the back Yee, of our head. You've gone from one like ridiculous situation straight into just yeah. another one. Blimey. Age five to 10, then we're dealing with uh, the Indians and being the minority. Interesting yeah. to experience being the minority and being abused from that angle. Yeah. Uh, as a white American, it's kind of, actually kind of cool to be able to experience that, yeah. to be able to empathize <laughs> the shit we've done yeah. as a culture, right? So then age 10, my mom, we leave there finally. And then shortly after that, my mom said, you know, I'm getting married. And we're like, what the hell? And it turns out she's marrying this like fundamentalist Mormon Christian dude who already has like three or four wives. He already has like 30 plus kids and, cool. uh, and she marries this guy. And so now we move from these wild little Indians who have had no dad and mom's working most of the time and we're just running rampant to, yeah. <laughs> we're now, <laughs> To now I'm living in a, in a household that I have like three, four moms and like 30 something siblings and a dad who's very strict and is like, it's work, 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 work. Like I'm a farm boy now. So yeah. like I, I, I tell you one thing, we're, we're only getting going, but I'm already thinking this sounds like it should be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, amazing. Huh? <laughs> Age zero to five was a lifetime. Age five to 10 was a life. And then age, you know, 10 to 14 was this next realm before I ran away at age 14. But between age 10 to 14, I mean, I was a mechanic. I could full on overhaul a semi from top to bottom. <laughs> I could, I knew how to fix almost anything on a car. I slaughtered chickens and turkeys and milked cows and shoveled mm. manure. So it's like, because... A, 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 they own trucking companies uh, and also like farming stuff. Yeah. So I was kind of this mixture between this mechanic slash farm boy. I did not want this experience. I didn't want this dad. I didn't want to live in this town. I didn't want the, uh, all this control and lack of freedom. And I didn't want to have to work all the time yeah. and do all this miserable work. Yeah. And you're a kid still at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So age 14, I finally, I'm like, you know, um, I, I'm done with this. And yeah. so I, I call and arrange for my older brother to come meet me. And he's only a year and a half older than me. So he's like 15 and a half. And we get this old truck that's an old piece of shit. We siphon gas with a hose from my stepdad's big work <laughs> truck. <laughs> for the escape, us. yep. And we gather up like 40 or 50 bucks or something. We head out in the middle of the night and... We drive seven hours to Phoenix to find my dad. Used most of our money to fill it up yep. to get us there, but it wasn't enough. And we also bought some of the other essentials like uh, Doritos. And yeah, I was going to say, but it was that. <laughs> a Mountain Dew. <laughs> so just some of the necessities. And then we were siphoning gas from other people. Like we had to sneak up to someone's house with a gas can. Oh my open God. Open their gas tank, shove a hose down and... 
and siphon gas and then go put it in our, our ride and, and head out some more. So we drive all night and we arrive at sunrise at my dad's house. Over those four years, although I was quite rebellious, they've got me convinced that if I leave there, I'm going to hell. And for the next month, I try to live with my dad only to find out that he's still an alcoholic and he's mm. still the most negative man ever and that, that it's just a completely toxic environment. Mm. And so uh, I, I ask around, I'm talking to another brother of mine and I'm like, man, this sucks. I got to do something different. I got to find something better. And I find a family that, that agrees to take me in uh, back in Utah and they're just a typical LDS Mormon family and they take me in and I have an amazing stretch in my life. I just, I go finish high school. Yeah. I was gonna say, it sounds like you deserved a break at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> they're God. very loving, very supportive. And I've got into sports and kicked ass and I was just a well-rounded guy that got along with everybody. Yeah. Humble but outgoing and, you know, determined, very strong-willed and determined. I can say that's got to be the, the complete opposite for someone who takes stuff for granted because most kids do because a lot of kids, I mean, I had a, I, no complaints from my upbringing, but someone like yourself who's, who then hits the good stretch after going through all that, blimey, you must have been <laughs> really, you know, making the most of it by then. Such a blessing. Yeah. And so just really enjoying it. So then I move out on my own, finish high school, move out on my own and start my business through like four days later. Yeah. I launched my first business, which is a construction business. And what I had done is I had been working nights and weekends for this guy who did concrete. And he was about ready to retire. And I thought, shit, why don't I buy him out? Yeah. And I didn't have the money, but I just went to him and said, hey, dude, you keep talking about retiring and how you're sick of this business and you want out. I'm ready. I'm not really the employee type. I'm ready for something. Why yeah. don't we agree on a price and you just give me your shit and I'll go to work and I'll pay you 10% of everything I make until you're paid off. And he agreed to it. Good shout. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, not letting lack of money hold you back. Love it. Yep. So was that the business that took you up to where you was, well, gun in your mouth or <laughs> miserable? Yeah, so that was the beginning of the business. So I'm, I, I graduated a year early. I, I was pretty determined. So at 17, I start my first business and I run that for 12 years till age 29. And in the midst of that, I get married. I started from just a punk ass kid, the only guy on the job, yeah. hiring a few people and growing new equipment, growth, growth. And I had no right or knowledge or I had no right to being in the business. Yeah. And in the beginning, my whole motivation was to prove that I was worthy. It was all actually driven emotionally from an, a place inside of me that was an unlovable place in me. Through all of them experiences, is there, we usually ask for a sort of like an alpha quote or a quote that you like to live your life by. Is there any sort of ones that stick out of something that you, you take to all situations now? But one of my all time favorites is in life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you're committed to. Mm. And then if I were to add a tagline to that, it would be, you can know what you're committed to based on your current results. Yeah. So people tend to think that, no, I'm committed to getting six pack abs. No, I'm committed to making a million dollars. I'm 
And the word committed is actually a past tense word. It means it already exists. You, you yeah. can't actually, uh, in integrity, say I'm committed to six-pack abs unless you have six-pack abs. Yeah. You can Good say point. I commit because commitment is the first step to any journey. So I commit to creating six-pack abs. I commit to creating a rockin' body of health. I commit to creating a million dollars in my bank account. You can say that with yeah. integrity and then begin the journey and create it for every person ever. Every time anyone creates a problem in their world, it boils back to the root problem of what I call the upper limits problem. Mm. So you and I, our message is around no limits, right? Yeah. And, and being lim limitless. Well, the limit that people say the sky is the limit. Well, that's not true. Your brain is the limit. You are the limit. Your perceptions are the limit. The sky isn't the limit. Yeah. You've gone beyond the sky. Definitely. Understanding that how this limit works is a critical piece, and I think it'll be great uh, addition to your message and to your audience, which is we all have a thermostat setting of how good we can handle life. Mm. So if you look at me in my early years, my thermostat was set pretty damn low. It's like, okay, this is life. Yeah. How like, it is. like you say, sometimes you can spike above it, but it always come back to your thermostat exactly. you're setting. And I, I right. so you spike up and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. Woo! Woo! <laughs> back down you come. <laughs> this is amazing. We just had an awesome win. What are we going to do? We're going to get drunk and celebrate. And we can't handle it that good. Yeah. And so this is the number one problem is we've got this thermostat setting. And as we get stuck in our head and think that that same thing that got us here is going to deliver us to where we want to go now to the next level. And it doesn't. Mm. So finally I, I get humble enough to be teachable. And so I hire a coach and I think I'll just, I'll just test this out for one session. And I test it out and it was amazing in one, one hour session, I broke through stuff that I had been working on in my own mind for 10 years. Yeah. And I hadn't been able to resolve. It was just, a, just like this weight had been lifted. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Well, so, I just want who was that guy or that lady? Because like, I, we have a Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? That sounds like a bit of a breakthrough and there could be a, a couple of people, but. It was huge. So this first coach, her name was Megan Silito. She was out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and just phenomenal woman. And she was the pivotal moment and coach for me that got me out of the shit. And the story evolved, and it turned into me hiring her full-time and working with her consistently and all these other things. But just breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough and ultimately helped me to heal all this trauma from the past and remove all this weight from my backpack and to learn to love myself and then help me to discover my passion and purpose and genius and then to sell off my old business and then go get certified in psychology and body language and communication skills and all this other spirituality and breakthrough work and then later on invested in marketing and sales and business and systems and leadership and all these other things and brought all those together which formulates where we're at today. Yeah. But she was that launching point. It was just me deciding, okay, I'll get one session but kind of begrudgingly and, and like, <laughs> like uh, with a lot of resistance. 
We're going to mix this up a little bit then, and we're going to find out even some more about you. So this is the complete blank around. So you just got to finish my sentence, and we'll find out a little bit more. Where exactly are you in California at the moment? I'm in San Clemente, California. Uh, it's the bottom end of Orange County. Nice. North of San Diego County. Okay, so if, I, if you was ever to, or some, anyone was ever to visit there, they should? Go on a hike with me and check out the beach and uh, go get a chocolate bliss at Active Culture. <laughs> oh, nice. What is a chocolate bliss apart from chocolate and bliss? <laughs> what it says, pretty much what it says on the tin by the sounds of it. Yeah. They like they they take and blend up this coconut base. It's like this coconut meat with a little Ooh. bit of sweetener in it, like agave. Yeah. I think some cacao and some nibs in there. Mm. Base ice cream stuff and then um, chocolate and it just tastes yeah. like. <laughs> I do some lovely <laughs> things over there. Your best friend would describe you as. Uh, an extremist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's open to interpretation. I like that. Okay. <laughs> this could be interesting then, based on the story. Like, last time you were drunk was, could be years, months, who knows? Interestingly so. Usually it would, that would be a year's thing. It was probably like um, 12, 14 months ago or something. Yeah. And we were in Utah at a hot spring. And um, we, I counted too much shit too fast, not realizing it, in like a mixed drink. And I was then I say, was, if you were sitting in any kind of hot tub and anything like that, that can really compound it as well. Yeah. And so then I was laughing and talking with these rednecks about their big diesel pickups. And <laughs> then I was over in the hot spring barfing over the side. And... <laughs> 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 but, sure. but i didn't do anything too stupid i like to say we've all been there you know i'm not speaking for the entire world but in my mind we've all <laughs> you upset people by i upset people by speaking too uh super bluntly um just cutting to the shit yeah I, between my intuition and my psychology and my body language expertise, I just look at people. The people always say, man, when you look at me, it looks like you're looking right through me. And so they say whatever they say, and I see what's actually happening, and then I just say it, and then they're like, holy shit. And a lot of times people get upset. Yeah. Well, that's what, <laughs> hey, it's not for everyone, but it's what a good coach has got to do. So yep. <laughs> your favorite movie of all time is... Oh, Braveheart was there for a long ass time. Um, there's some newer ones that are uh, pretty epic. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll go with Braveheart for now. Man. I love that new um, Interstellar epic. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is that good? It's epic, yeah. Oh, quality. It. it looks good. It's sort of one you want to see at the cinema, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, we're pretty much to the alpha round now. So this week, you're going to give us any tools, tricks, and resources, and a little bit of advice. So we'd like to start that off with, is there any particular books that you would like to recommend? Probably three books. So yep. when we're speaking of limitlessness, a must read is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. uh, absolute must read to help you understand the inner game of how you put barriers on yourself and how to break free from those. Yep. Uh, next, next one, a critical read for anyone who wants to be successful in life and understand the principles behind... <laughs> Uh, social agreements with money and business and things like that and to shift out of the trance that we've been programmed into you must read Atlas Shrugged. I've never heard of that one. 
Ooh. It's you. You can't not read Atlas Shrugged. It's what? a long ass book. It's like thirteen hundred pages. A small print with no pictures. Yeah. Um, the first I loved the book from the get go, but uh, I've heard uh, some people, probably about twenty five percent of people, say this is boring for the first couple hundred pages. But then I haven't found anyone who, after that, didn't fall in love with it. Brilliant. Uh, but it, it's it's the hands down all time my favorite all time best book ever. Um, the next book, uh, brilliant audio for me. But if you want to read it, you can yeah. read it too. Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Ah, cool. Get into the mindset of the shit and the games we play with ourselves to keep ourselves stuck and playing small. That dissects it like nobody's business. Brilliant. What do you think is one of your sort of essential personal daily alpha habits that really keeps is because it's all about maintaining like, like you say we can always like spike and have a little bit of success and then our thermostat brings us down what do you think keeps your thermostat to the level where you're happy with it or even slightly going up all the time what's some of your one most critical things is my morning power process just a ritual i do every morning which includes working out intensely enough mm -hmm. to trigger fight or flight response so right now i'm training for an ironman so i used to be 260 pounds now i'm 190 and um, I just rode a hundred mile race uh, four or five days ago. Every single day as I get up and I work out intensely, typically CrossFit. Uh, right now I'm doing a lot more stuff for Ironman and whatever, but typically my go-to workout is CrossFit. Yep. And then I'll drink a smooth journal. I will study and then I, I uh, invest in my primary relationships. And then I post something on Facebook of value, give something of value to the world. Start off my day like this every day. So the, I already won. So two yeah. hours into the morning before it, well, by the time everyone's even starting their day, I already won. Yeah. And now I'm just soaring through the rest of the day. Great feeling. Absolutely awesome. Who do you recommend I should interview next or very soon? Is there anyone who springs to mind? Have you interviewed Marcy Locke? No. And uh, I think that's... got to get Marcy Locke on. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely on the cards. I really relate to what her message is. Mind, body, mentor. And I suppose we talked a little bit about rituals and all the things that are holding people back. It's so hard to try and simplify these things. They're never simple. But is there some sort of, just a key bit of advice you could give to someone who maybe, they might even be classed by outsiders as successful, but they're, you know, they're stuck in their head and they, they just, they don't feel successful. They're, they're struggling. Yes. Don't under, and this is typically for everybody, but especially for men. Don't underestimate the power of your feelings. People have told you, and we have been socially conditioned to judge our anger, to judge our sadness, to judge our fear as negative emotions, and they're not. All of them is neutral. It's simply energy in motion. But there's only five core feelings. There's anger, sadness, fear, sexual, and joy. And if you don't know how to tap into these, and if you've suppressed your anger because you don't want to be a jerk like your dad was, or... People have told you that anger and uh, aggressive men are these bad things and blah, blah, blah. And so you suppress your alpha and all this shit. Your sadness is what fuels you to change shit that hurts and do it differently. Your fear is what uh, ignites you to, you know, if a saber tooth was chasing your ass, your fear would give you what you needed to propel yeah. forward. And so if you're judging fear uh, that if you're feels, you know, men seem to be like typically, Oh, no, I'm not scared because it's some macho thing to not be scared. Mm. 
We even have all these quotes and sayings all over. No fear, no fear, no fear. That's bullshit. If you don't have fear, you're not alive. Yeah. And so the question isn't how do I get rid of my fear? The question is how do I get so committed that no matter how scared I am, I will move forward anyway. Uh, constantly be hitting up against my fear so that I'm expanding instead of just walking around like a macho man. So yeah, avoiding as your we fears, suppress yeah. our feelings, the anger is what fuels change. Yeah. You can take and you can utilize all this energy. And if you are not okay with your feelings, so for me, I had suppressed my sexuality. Why? Because I didn't want to be the pervert that I judged my dad to be. Yeah. I suppressed my anger because I didn't want to be the angry, vicious man that I had seen. As an example, I suppressed my sadness because I didn't want to be judged as a pussy or a weakling. Mm. I suppressed my fear because I didn't want to be judged as a pussy or a weakling. And my joy, I was okay with joy as long as, you know, but I wasn't really wired to have too much of it, mm. right? Uh, I was more wired for seriousness and survival and work and intensity, right? So even to date, I'm still expanding further and further into my ability to just relax and enjoy life and play. Yeah. But I've gotten quite good at it and probably surpassed most people, but still I'm, my main objective is how much more can I expand into that and make yeah. it even more enjoyable. So there's such power in these four emotions. When you get the, these and you learn how to tap into these feelings and flow with them and channel them, just imagine if all you did was take the anger that you feel and the sexuality that you feel and channel that into your stuff. How much could you create? And I want you to think about your sexuality. Your sexual energy isn't just I'm horny and I want to have sex or masturbate or whatever. It is all... Uh, all of the creative energy that you have to create business, to create marketing, to create a podcast, to create everything you create in your world, whether it be a painting, a conversation, you are creating always, whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously. And if you were able to channel this and be consciously creating most of the time and to harness that sexual creative energy, if you can combine and just unleash these untapped resources within you instead of just like strong will because mm. you've got strong will down yeah but you can't can willpower your way through an iron man i don't give a who you are if you haven't done the work and you haven't conditioned yourself willpower won't get you through an iron man it'll get you through a mile yeah but not 147 or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> so <laughs> part of that's doing the work every day so that you're conditioned to be able to handle that but if you really want to be able to tap into power inside of you, the unhidden, untapped minds of limitless energy and creative ability inside of the typical alpha man is his feelings. It's the last place he would ever look. That's where all the golden diamonds are. Quality. What a way, what a teaser trailer almost to finish the show. <laughs> I mean, if people want to find out more, what is one of the best ways they can get in contact with you? Christopher John Stubbs on Facebook. Yep. And the next best place is my website, which is uh, ascendyourlimits.com. It's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, as I say, we've gone for about 45 minutes, but I feel like we could keep going. So we may have to have you on in the future again. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. Really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha. 
and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up another notch, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tinyurl.com forward slash Awaken Your Alpha. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.